Yo, crew members, what it be? What's going on, everybody? Hi! Oh, my God. And you just caused a car accident. Yeah, that's all right. You just you just caused one. So your medical bills are going to... You always yell at me for just saying hi. Hi. God. So I figured I'd change it up today. We know Anthony's nickname is not Middle Ground. No, it's... I go zero. Zero. I go zero to a hundred really quick. Zero to a hundred real quick. So this is going to be a fun episode because we haven't done one of these in a very long time. And I have never done one of these. We are finally back with our heroes and villains. Yes, sir. And the last one we did was months ago. Don't even remember what the last one even was. Might have been Mortal Kombat. Yeah, so that was when we were still doing the quarantine episodes. When we were still at home. Yeah. You were at home and we had Alex on. Yeah, we had Alex on. Yeah, touche. So yeah, we we always we wanted that to be an ongoing thing. We kind of got away from it a little bit. But now that things are slowing down with all the you know, big news with the systems and stuff like that. It seemed like a perfect time to Agreed. get back to some heroes yeah. and villains. Yeah. And with it being October and close to Halloween, the spooky season, Wes had the intelligent idea <laughs> to do Resident Evil. Yeah, it was, it was a solid, solid that was choice. A, that was a perfect idea. I figured it's a hell of a franchise, man. Let's go. It's a hell of a franchise. So there's plenty of heroes and villains that you could have chosen. So we decided to keep it to Resident Evil 1. So Wes took Jill. Yep. I have Albert Wesker, and Anthony has Chris Redfield. Before we get started, though, we wanted to go over some terms that you're probably going to hear, so that way, as we're covering them, you're not like, okay, they didn't explain what this is. I mean, it's fair. So, Resident Evil takes place in Raccoon City. It's a fictional city. So, if you hear RPD at any point in time, that's just the Raccoon City Police Department, and a lot of it revolves around STARS. You hear STARS a lot. STARS is an acronym it stands for the Special Tactics and Rescue Service. Now, that's comprised of two units, Alpha and Bravo, plus a helicopter pilot, so 13 total members you have in STARS. You will also probably hear, well, not probably, you will definitely hear Umbrella, because you can't hear Resident Evil without thinking the Umbrella Corporation. And the Umbrella Corporation is a mega corporation which operated ruthlessly as a major international player in a number of markets, including pharmaceuticals, medical hardware, defense, and computers, along with other operations utilizing genetic engineering and biological weaponry. So that's what you get out of them. That's, I don't know if ever, did you see the meme that Hmm. went around at the very beginning of 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 this pandemic? Yeah, there's a... There's a facility. It's a I don't know oh, if it's a oh, pharmaceutical facility. It's a, it's a pharma- one, Yeah, yeah. I know yeah, what you're talking about. In, in in Wuhan. Yeah, I mean, Wuhan province that had the same logo. Just same logo, just color. different colors. I, yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. It was. As soon I was as like, I saw I'm on board. It, Let's go, boys. As soon as I saw it, I was like, Oh, I know how the story ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, we touched on it at one point. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It was it was it was pretty fucking wild. And last, you will also hear about the T virus, which came out of Umbrella. The T virus. Um, is also known as the tyrant virus, is the general name given to a series of mutant progenitor virus strains initially developed by Umbrella in the 1960s. Their primary goal of the T-Virus project was to effectively eliminate the need for a large-scale conventional army and generate revenue to go to their eugenics program, the Wesker Project. So basically, you know, the virus had to be highly contagious to the point of infecting an entire target population and guarantee a 100% mortality rate. So basically, they were just trying to create these you know, BOWs or bioorganic weapons, basically inject people and have them, you know, fight wars. Yeah. Basically, is what that was. So those are key terms that you will hear throughout. So now when they're referenced, you, you know, will have a better understanding of what they are. 
And I think the way we decided to do this was Anthony is going to go first. Oh, I am going and first. That's he, right. He he requested to go first because this I is his did. first one. This is his first one, and we're actually happy to have him here for one. Yeah, I'm actually really really excited. That's what that's. This that's is the perfect one for it too because we have three that we can do. You know what I mean with yeah with Resident Evil. Yeah. So this worked yeah. out perfect. So yeah, he's going to take you through Chris Redfield. All right, give her t- give her to us. I'm gonna give her. I'm gonna give her hell, boys. No, I'm actually really excited about this. Uh, so yes, I do have Chris Redfield. Um, he we'll just start off with his age. He was born in 1937. When I went through finding uh, 19 He's that 1973, sorry 1973. What did I say? Oh, you said 1937. <laughs> oh my God! I'm sorry, everybody. I was like, oh my God, 1937. This man d- will not die. <laughs> well, I mean, technically he won't, right? Will he? Can he? Let's we'll find out. Let's go in. That's a good um, question. I don't know. So let me. Uh, let me redact that statement of 19... <laughs> what? 19... What did I say? 37. 40? You said 1937. <laughs> you know why? Because it's 1973. <laughs> so what I did is I could it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so good he's 47. Gra- good old Grandpa Chris. <laughs> Hot pop, I'm Chris. <laughs> um, I didn't get too crazy into his backstory. Um, I kind of just kept it simple. So it, his... Why'd you give me that look? You good? What? Yeah, I'm just looking at you. Oh, don't I look like at me. To, I like to look at people in the eyes when they're talking. Ooh, that's awkward because I'm looking at my phone. So you're just staring at me. You know it's weird when someone's looking at you while you're talking. You have no idea where I'm actually looking. Where am I looking at? Where am I looking right now? My mouth. I'm right in your forehead. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this just took a turn. Uh, all right, so his backstory. <laughs> he actually started off as a United States Air Force pilot. Um, which I when I when I first read that, so I thought that was really cool. I actually didn't know that. The, Neither did I until I read it. But being in the being in the Air Force, I thought that was really cool. Um, after his um, retirement from the Air Force, uh, Redfield was scouted in 1996 in the fo- by Stars, uh, a special law enforcement organization in Raccoon City. Um, he accepted an invitation and was given the position of the point man for Alpha Team. Um, after that. He served uh, in private anti-biohazard service operation. Um, you also had uh, his other service, which was BSAA operative, which um, – did you go over that? I did not. I totally you, okay, so BSAA, uh, his operative, uh, was a Bioterrorism Security Assessment Alliance, um, which he – It was something that was created later on in the games. Correct. You mean by uh, Chris and Jill. Uh, which was actually uh, founded in 2003. Is that, was um, that Resident Evil 5 or no? Uh, I've, I feel like that's yes. where I first remember BSA. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I would say yes. Okay. After that, he was uh, an SOA agent and an SOU captain. And he's also part of the Silver Dagger captain. Yeah, so I, I guess didn't I'll get any of those back. either. <laughs> I'll have to go back and get all of those for you. That's fine. Um, here. I'll, you keep going. I will look that up for you. SOA Special Operations Operations Agent. Oh, he's a badass. That's really all people need. That's, to know. He's super badass. That sounds about right. Yeah, he is a he's a bad mamma jamma. And SOU stands for Special Operations Unit Captain. So SOU Captain. So yeah, SOU Captain. Special Operations Unit Captain. Got it. There you go. Um, he was fir- his first appearance was in Resident Evil, which was in 1996. Which I guess we're gonna. Man. Yeah. So long ago. Right. <laughs> So long. Um, after that, I kind of just have other appearances in the Resident Evil franchise. Uh, I have Resident Evil Code Veronica, Resident Evil The Umbrella Chron- uh, Chronicles. Boy, I can't talk today. Sorry, everybody. 
It's going to be a good one. That's all right. No, it's not. <laughs> Resident Evil. It's not going to be a good one for me is what I mean. Uh, Resident Evil 5. Uh, Resident Evil Revelations. Resident Evil 6. And a cameo appearance in Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Now, I asked Andy about this, and he said he wasn't sure because it's been a while. Yeah, it's been so <laughs> long. For some reason, I really, I just don't remember it. I, Which is fair. But if they, but if they, if they say so, then I, I believe them. Um, I thought this was pretty cool when I, did a, when I was doing the research. Chris is set to return in Resident Evil Village, uh, which is actually the direct sequel to Resident Evil um, 7. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, very confusing as to how he... Yeah, like we've what only, his what his role is in that game because we've you don't only get seen much. two trailers or you, you, I mean, out of the whole thing, and each one that we saw, right, it gave us quite literally nothing. You know what I mean, you I mean it gave us the same lore backstory. You know I mean the old wives' tale in that village, and then after that, it's going ahead and just seeing um, Chris. You know I mean look, look, yeah, looking like he's running some type of militia group. You, you mean or you mean, you mean some type of unit. Yeah, like I couldn't tell if he was a bad guy now, or like I, I had no idea. I was, I, I need more. He looked pretty, uh, looked pretty damn intimidating. I'll tell you that. Um, so yeah, and and I don't really have too much on the game right now. Um, <laughs> they don't. I can give you, well, I can give you a little <laughs> bit of what I do have. Uh, Resident Evil Village is an upcoming survival horror video game developed and published by Capcom. It will be the tenth major installment into the Resident Evil series and a direct sequel to Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. Uh, the game is set a few years after the events of Resident Evil 7 during the reveal Capcom's uh, Kellen Haney said about the story Ethan's world suddenly becomes crashing down once again when Chris Redfield, an unexpected yet familiar face, makes an appearance, setting off a chain of events that seems uh, that sees sorry a distraught Ethan seeking answers to Chris's shocking actions and ultimately finding him in a mysterious village. Uh, events will take place in Europe. Um... And just like Resident Evil 7, the game was developed on the RE engine and will be played from a first-person perspective. Uh, and the game is set to launch for uh, Microsoft Windows, uh, Xbox Series X and S, and PlayStation 5. Um, so that's the information nice I have on, on just <clears throat> the game. Uh, now, some other games that we got to see Chris Redfield in was uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Fate of Two Worlds, uh, which I have played Awesome game. It's a lot of fun. I, I love those games. Those games are so much fun. They really are. Like, and the story the story in the Marvel versus Capcom games have uh, uh, slowly been getting better and okay. slightly longer. So that's kind of nice to see. Oh, I got itchy. I got an itchy nose. Goddamn mustache. Man, man's got a bear cub in the right cave. <sighs> got a hardcore nose whistle, son. No, dog. It's just that fucking lip sweater I'm wearing, huh? How about you chill? <laughs> Uh, there was, uh, he also appears in the crossover tactical role-playing game Project X-Zone, uh, the first time a non-Capcom game wearing his Resident Evil Revelations outfit. Uh, he returns in the sequel, Project X-Zone 2. Uh, he also appears in the, uh, appears in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite as a playable character as well. Um... Yeah, I mean that's about it. I have like a whole bunch of different toys and stuff like that where you can find them. But tell me. Oh, you want to know? Tell me. You, you, you got it. Know. I want to know. You want to know? Where right. can I? Sh- so we these need to get some Chris Redfield toys in here. It's video game related. Yeah, you're not wrong. I think we can make that happen, boys. Um, so these are just uh, toy co- toy companies and toys and the different uh, outfits and stuff like that that I'm about to go over that were created throughout the the time of his creation or his birth. 
his birth. His birth in the video game world. <laughs> I feel like we should have left it at creation, but yeah. we'll, we'll go with Anyway, toys. So there's a double uh, pack of action figures of Cress. Cress. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know what the there's issue is? <laughs> there's some devil ones that Cress Radfield there is. <laughs> yeah, you know what I think the issue is? <laughs> I need a drink. You definitely a drink. Um, I don't know Jesus. where you're from, Chris. A double pack of action figures of Chris and the Monster uh, Cerberus was released in 1998. In Cerberus, the right so that's the, do- the zombie dog, right? I believe. Nice. In 1998, the Resident Evil series won by the company Toy Biz. Another action figure from the original game was released in 2002 by the company. <laughs> Giggity, Moby Dick. <laughs> as well as two action figures uh, differing only by their color patterns of Chris from Code Veronica by Palisade Toys. Um, an action figure of Chris from the original game was released as part of a 2006's Resident Evil Anniversary Series 1 by NECA. Um, an action figure of Chris from Resident Evil 5 was produced in 2009 by Hot Toys. Um, Hot Sorry, a PVC diorama figure of Chris face. Is that is that? There's a throwback word. When's the last time you diorama. made a diorama? Oh my goodness! I Elementary think, school. I think I, I I still said it wrong. Thanks. Thanks for correcting me, boys. Well, I, I don't said think, I said diorama. I don't. Think, <laughs> I actually don't think there's a proper way. It's either hey, diorama or diorama. Tomato, a, tomato. You didn't say doramima or nothing. So <laughs> or diarrhea. <laughs> or imagine di- imagine or if diarrhea. I went. Hey, there's a Whoa, PVC a, diarrhea figure. Now Ooh. I'm not tripping. Those were those like sideways shoe boxes, right? <laughs> Dioramas, yeah. yeah. Uh, figure of Chris. Thanks, you guys. Just gonna. I'm gonna keep going off of what you just said. <laughs> Figurine of Chris facing the monster, Yawn, from the original game's remake was released in 2008 in the Biohazard Figure Collection Volume Four by Organic. Sick. Yeah. Nice. Neat. We gotta get some of these, man. We gotta start. Like, we gotta make. We gotta put some like shelves a, up here first. Yeah. Get a collection. Yeah, because going. I mean, if you were to look at the studio really quick, I mean, we have. We yep. already have figurines and stuff like that. Yeah, we just don't have them displayed well, I mean, yet. I mean, we got we, we got two claptraps behind you on the floor. We got we Harley got, Quinn. We got Alduin from Skyrim. We've got she's over. I have she's somewhere over. I got here. Tiny Tina and Zero in the other room that we can bring in. And then I'm pretty sure under there under maybe it's behind me, but I have what's her name Aloy. Uh, Aloy. Yeah, yeah. We gotta. So we got we definitely we got, gotta we got set some, some more work to do up. in here. Yeah, got gotta do a little upgrading in the studio. All in due time. But hey, yes, so that was. I think it's a. Uh, so in a nutshell, so that's that was Chris a hero. Redfield, huh? Yeah, I mean, I feel like hero. I, 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 I could have went a little more in depth. Mm. Nah, I'm, it's I'm sorry I didn't. Again, this is my this is my first time ever doing one, so you know, next time I do and be prepared, it'll be a little bit better. I'm sorry if I. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right, so we got the hero. <clears throat> well, one hero. So one now let's hero. get the villain. Oh, I love the villain. Let's go. And that's exciting because this is only, I believe, my second time being able to do the villain. I remember I did Doctor Wiley. Yeah. And I think this one because oh. you did Ganon. I did do Ganon, and but that was only because I knew for a fact you wanted to do Lang. And you did Bowser. That was King a Koopa. fun one. That, was, that was a really fun one. That was long. It was, and then I I don't believe I did the villain in Mortal Kombat either. <clears throat> but what, yeah, you did. But what you villain did, you, was, yeah, it was it? Was, uh, Shang Tsung, I believe. Okay, so the original villain. Yeah. Okay. Shang. No, I might have Shang Tsung and Shao Kahn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so the yeah, original villain. So this is my third one. Okay. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, so Sweet. I got to do Albert Wesker, which is low-key one of my favorite villains I mean, in gaming. He is pretty badass. He is pretty Let, badass. Let's be honest here. So Albert Wesker was born July 17th, 1960, which puts him at about 38 in the first Resident Evil, which is the first time that you see him. In just about 
every different Resident Evil game that you see him in, he's generally wearing the same thing. He's got that trademark leather jacket and those sunglasses. Real douchey. He even wears them inside at night. So, <laughs> but you can always remember that. Now, one thing I didn't one thing I didn't realize is he's a lot taller than I thought. He's like he's over six foot. He's somewhere between like six one and six three. They they weren't like up, but that that's a big dude. Well, it, it, that's the same info I got for Chris, but I didn't put it in there because I was like, who who wants to know his height? Obviously, I, do. I guess they want to know the height. All right, I do. Note to self. Yeah. So he was. <laughs> but that is a big dude. That he, is. He was born in the USA. And he, I was just I was leaving a second because I didn't know if anyone was going to do it. No, go ahead. Okay, fair enough. I just wanted to make sure. Uh, in Resident Evil 1, his job was the captain of STARS, so the Special Tactics and Rescue Service, and he was the ca- uh, the field captain leader on Alpha Team. So, as far as his back, like, the, some of the characteristics about him and his personality, he's basically extremely selfish. His only real loyalty is to himself and a, f- a fellow co-worker, William Birkin, who you learn more about in, uh, I believe, Resident Evil 2... It's two or three. I forget which one you find out more about him. But yeah, he's super selfish, plays all sides. He tries to sell data and virus samples between competitors to gain access to more opportunities to then acquire even more data and samples. That's basically his gimmick. He's a true jack of all trades. Definitely not somebody, even though he ends up on your bad side every time, he's not someone you want on his bad side because these are just some of the things he's proficient in. Science, research, observation, biology, virology, bioengineering, evolution, combat, martial arts, marksmanship. Wait, did you say evolution? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Sorry. Marksmanship, (laughs) weapons, tactics, police procedure, espionage, murder, subterfuge, blackmail opportunity, planning, persuasion, arms dealing, the good old art of the double cross, and extrasensory perception. Now, is it written? The good old art of the double cross, or not or, just or that me. you add. That's, that's just me. That's my little ad lib. Before I go on further, also I just wanted to point out that I do get a lot of this information from the Capcom fandom, which is a great website to go to for anything Capcom. Correct. And so your you know your Mega yeah. Man, Resident Evil, Street Fighter, all that stuff. That's where I got it. That's great. where I got a handful of my information too. Most of um, it. So. Now, like I said, I did try to keep this mostly to Resident Evil One, so I don't dive too far into some of his mutations but in later series of the games where he does get some viral genetic mutations he gains superhuman strength speed agility resistance and regenerative 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 yeah regenerative immortality holy holy anthony just had to correct me holy guy who can't speak had to correct you (laughs) holy shit hey hey one team one fight boy (laughs) (laughs) go team Uh, so backstory: He began work. Uh, he began his work as a researcher for the Umbrella Corporation at the age of 18 in 1977. Uh, he was assigned by a man named James Marcus to the management training facility alongside William Birkin, who I talked about before. You find a little bit more about him in later games. Being two of the best at what they do, when the training facility inevitably closed in July of 1978, they were personally transferred to the Arklay Research Facility which is the estate of someone named Oswald Spencer, uh, sorry, Oswald Spencer, to continue their own T-virus research. We went over the T-virus. That's what, you know, they wanted to use, you know, bio, biochemical weapon to yep. create some zombie super army. Um, they eventually, through hard work, became the facility's chief researchers, and um, their T-virus research lasted over 13 years in three different stages. Once it reached the third stage, which is the tyrant bioweapon, which you actually get a sneak peek at, 
in Resident Evil 1. Mm-hmm. You do see that at the end. It's a bad mamma jamma. It's a super bad mamma jamma. Yep. Uh, upon the completion of that third stage, Wesker and Birkin were ordered by Spencer, the man uh, who owned the estate, to assassinate their former mentor, Marcus, and steal all research. Shortly after they did all that, Birkin's further research led to a new virus called the G-Virus. I won't go into that because that's way further on. And when Spencer approved the G-Virus project in 91, Wesker, having his own doubts of Spencer's intentions, requested a transfer to Umbrella's Intelligence Bureau that same year. So you flash, uh, sorry, fast forward a little bit to 1996, which is when Wesker formed the Raccoon City Police Department STARS unit. And then two years after its formation, there's a series of homicides that occurred near the Arkley region, which is where you know, where the estate was that they were doing the T-virus research and stuff like that. That takes you right up to the beginning of Resident Evil 1. That's how the story starts. Mm-hmm. Um, after the homicides, the public feared that it was due to a local cult, but Wesker having been really about that life, he knew the truth. In an effort to control public outcry, that's when Bravo team, because remember we said there was Alpha and Bravo and mm-hmm. Stars, Bravo team was dispatched to investigate. Wesker used that time to gather battle data by pitting Stars members against the umbrella bioorganic, uh, bioorganic weapons. Um, and then that following day is when everything, the whole story for the first Resident Evil starts because you lose all contact with Bravo team and then Alpha team's dispatched to see what happens. Uh, and I don't, you know, I don't want to go too much further into that in case someone hasn't played the game and wants to. I don't want to give everything away, but that sets up exactly how the story starts. So you, uh, so you, sorry. So Wesker, Jill, and Chris end up in the Arkley Mountains at this mansion to investigate what happens and that sets up the whole story so like i said his first appearance was in resident evil one but you do also see him in resident evil code veronica resident evil zero resident evil four and he was also in marvel versus capcom the uh, the original i believe i think so yeah um and um uh, movies he was also in Res- the original resident evil movie i don't remember if he was in any past that Wesker? only um, only because i'm sure he has been but the, I, I only remember seeing the first three and i don't even remember Two and three. I mean, I, I only remember. I own one. all of them except for the final chapter on Blu-ray. Hmm. Fair enough, but yeah, that most of them are still wrapped in cellophane, actually. <laughs> but yeah, that <laughs> watched them. That is now there is more. Like I said, there's a lot more to Albert Wesker's story, but a lot of that comes in, you know, later. The later, yeah, later, later in the series. The later years. Yeah, which maybe we can come back and do, you know, in, in a like, different episode. A wrap up, a follow up yeah, like, of. of yeah, where all these people ended up? Did you get, you where get, are they now? You get like this music, like da da da. Resident Evil, the later years. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Sounds like a horrible reboot of a sitcom. I know, right? Yeah. Yo, you have everybody just face the camera. You just hear like just a, a clap reel in the background. Oh my! <laughs> like a laugh. Yeah, we're back. I, no, like a laugh reel. I I am yeah. starting the the older I get to hate laugh tracks. It's oh. driving me nuts. Don't tell me when to laugh. I'll laugh on my own. Motherfucker, calm down. <laughs> but get, that that could easily be one of the dumbest things I've ever heard about somebody getting butt hurt for. Mm-mm. It's Mm-mm. Andy. It's because you're a sheep, Wesley. You laugh when they tell you to laugh. Yeah, I'm one of the sheeple. What can I say? <laughs> but yeah, so that's Albert Wesker, and the only person left. <laughs> Don't is, look at me. Is oh yeah, you went first. Yeah. Yes, he did. Is Jill Valentine? Yeah. So Jill was born. In 1974, and she had a French father and a Japanese mother. I mean, she was born in the United States, so she is a, you know, I mean, she is a United States citizen. Uh, she was a part of the, she was a, she was a Delta Force operator before joining uh, 
I mean, STARS, which was obviously we said before, Special Tactics and Rescue Service. Um, during the six-month intensive training for uh, Delta Force, she became proficient and excelled at bomb disposal and lock picking. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But she, one of the things, I mean, something she's also known for, you know, I mean, throughout, I mean, throughout, uh, I believe it's uh, Resident Evil 5, you know, I mean, there's a whole bunch of documents that actually ended up coming out about Jill to go ahead and give you more of a background story on her. And, I mean, it had to do with, you know, I mean, her courage, you know what I mean, her resilience, uh, her, let's see if I can say this word, her discernment amid, amid danger. Ah, that said it, hot, hot spit. Sounded nice. Uh, and her delicate, though precise work, because... One of the biggest things you found out about her is that she can, she does, she can be the calmest person under pressure. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it doesn't phase her. So in, um, I believe it was 96 is to when she joined stars, you know what I mean? Cause Wesker recruited her. And, uh, <clears throat> and when, uh, when she joined stars, she ended up, she was first part of the, uh, first part of the beta team. And then she was, I mean, I mean, through the training and everything else, she moved, she got herself moved to alpha, which she was the first female to hit that role as being part of the alpha team. So that's how you know you're badass, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, just to give a little background on stars themselves. I mean, they are an elite unit from the raccoon police department that relies on military veterans and weapon trained uh, scientists to handle serious crimes in the city. So, as, so you're essentially talking, you I mean like CSI on steroids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that, that's basically, yeah, that's basically what it is. So when it comes down to how she looks, um, actually, no, I, sorry. I'm she's got, so, she's got, I was about to say she's got some trademark stuff too. Oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're, we already talked about it in the beginning. I mean, she was first introduced as one of the, one of the two playable uh, protagonists alongside Chris Redfield in the game in 1996. Uh, the director who is, uh, Shinji, uh, Mikami, and then the designer, um, his last name is Oishi. You know I mean, they're the ones that created Jill Valentine. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that I thought was really cool is that when you first see her in the first game, you know I mean, she, I mean, she's wearing that stars. You know, what I'm saying like tactical suit with the vest and all that type of shit. They made such a huge point not to oversexualize her. Yeah. Like, like they, like I mean, they really pushed for that. They said to avoid sexual objectification of women in video games. Uh, they refuse to eroticize or portray women as submissive in Resident Evil. Instead, you know what I mean, Jill Valentine was characterized as an independent. All through the storylines uh, progress forward in the same general direction. The gameplay differs for Valentine and Redfield. For her, her inventory is larger, and mm-hmm. she does have a lockpick, which gives her early access to more health and ammunition. Yeah. Um, is, I've, is, I want to see if I can remember this. That's Is the one of the perks to taking chris that he has the knife right away might be i think so because yeah i'm I, not entirely sure because there is a there is a reason for uh, you know to decide so, who you want to use it first <laughs> so you, you, so a lot of times you know people that you know people that just are obviously just getting into the game a lot of times they were told to play as jill because you know, because she, she has the bigger inventory log and also being able to do lock picking i mean it gives you a little bit of an extra skill set yeah um so according to a scholar for uh digital media Makami's uh, female roles uh, possess unique quali- qualities, making them viable choices for players to select over their male counterparts. And said that their combat attire helped them avoid criticism of adhering to the male gaze. Obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, look, I mean, we talked about games before, like uh, like Street Fighter. You know I mean like Chung Lee? You mean you mean know how she looks? Like you mean the Tekken games, like Nina Williams? Dead, you know what she alive, looks? De- 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 Dead or alive? Dead or alive? Yes. The entire game. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, like, one of the biggest things that happens in video games that have to do with stuff like this is the over... Lots of cleavage, big-ass ditties. Let's just call it... Over-sexualization of, yeah, I mean, of of female characters. Uh, So, um... Kami, that's crazy. I was just, I was just about to say that like this game obviously was more of the you're gonna choose her because she's a badass. Yeah, yeah. So Makami, awesome. uh, Makami went ahead and explained that I don't know if I've put more emphasis on women characters, but when I introduce them, it is never as objects. The other games they will they will be uh, peripheral characters with re- with ridiculous breast physics. <laughs> where, where so what did I say? Yeah, you're not wrong. And he said, I avoid that sort of uh, obvious eroticism, despite the subsequent games in the series not directed by Mikami depicted her wearing more revealing clothing. The classic thing you think of is her Resident Evil 3 outfit, which is also known in the uh, second Resident Evil movie. You mean, you mean to where she has the uh, the crop top? Oh, yeah. You yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. The, the halter top with um, you mean with the skirt, yep. with, with the uh, like knee high boots. Mm-hmm. And. I mean, you see that, and you see what her original outfit was, and you go, okay, you know exactly why they did that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, yeah, so, look, man, she is, military-wise, and like, she is, she is like, quite literally, like, G.I. Jane, like, straight-up badass. She is that bitch. Yes, 100%. Uh, let's see here. So, now, when it comes to the, to the movies and games that she's been in, so she's been in 16 Resident Evil games and three Marvel vs. Capcom games. Talk about a legacy. Right. Um, just a quick breakdown of the Resident Evil games is Resident Evil, Resident Evil Director's Cut, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, and then you had the Resident Evil remake in 02, uh, Resident Evil The Missions, um, let's see, Umbrella Chronicles. Did you say Umbrella? <laughs> <laughs> he got them Umbrellas. <laughs> yeah. The Umbrella Chronicles. Did you see my face when I said it? Yeah, you looked disgusted with stopped. yourself. I was like, what the fuck did I just say? My man said Umbrella and just had this angry look like. I mean, I mean mug myself, yes. Damn, thanks for reminding me. I got to go buy an umbrella later today. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to rain. Don't forget your umbrella. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's go. So you also have uh, Genesis, Resident Evil 5. You have a bunch of the Resident Evil Mercenary stuff, like Mercenary Versus <laughs> and Mercenary 3D, uh, Outbreak Survive. Let's see. Revelations, Operation Raccoon City, that Project X-Zone and X-Zone 2 that Anthony was talking about. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, the Resident Evil 3 remake that happened in 2020. Um, let's see here. Now, uh, with the games, she was voiced by a woman named Una Kavanaugh uh, in the original game in 1996. And then she was voiced and motion captured by a woman named Nicole Thompson uh, Tompkins in the 2020 remake. Okay. And, um, I mean, like, she, obviously, like I said, I mean, she's appeared in the Resident Evil films. She first appeared in Resident Evil 2 in the films. And she was played by Sienna Gilroy. And I mean that's honestly that's all I have. I really just kind of broke it down fairly simple. I didn't I, I didn't dive as deep as Andy, as always. You mean Andy normally kind of gives more more intel than I think anybody else on this stuff with these next uh, heroes, heroes and, and villains. villains. Villains will be brought to you by Andy alone. <laughs> Billions. Billions. <laughs> Billions. Well, they're gonna go buy uh, umbrellas, umbrellas later. <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Holy just to shit. um. All right, so for the most part, we're going to kind of hold off on news just because we just want to just kind of keep this one short and sweet. Oh, yeah. But I do want to go ahead and talk about the um, the new Resident Evil movie that's coming out. Yeah, you know I mean? because they're rebooting the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're picking some they're picking some good people to go ahead and uh, 
give me and take take these roles. So Jill Valentine is going to be played by a woman named Hannah John Kamen, and uh, she's the one that played Ghost in um, in Ant Man and, and the Wasp. Wasp. Yeah, that like, she's she'll be good for that. She she definitely has that same type of look. So I'm I'm excited to see that. Uh, Wesker is being played by a man named Tom Hopper, and um, oh, uh, if you watch the Umbrella Academy, he's uh, yep uh, the the big guy. Oh no shit! Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. The, yeah. Yeah. The one that was in space for a while. Yep. Yep. Oh. Uh. And for people who know Game of Thrones, Dickon Tarly. Yeah, I don't know Game of yeah, Thrones. Yeah. No. But no. No. But the fact his name was Dickon was the fact was the one that <laughs> cracked everybody up. Dickon. Uh. Claire Redfield is going to be played by a woman named Kaya. Uh. Skadet. Skadoosh. And Skadoosh. Uh. Skad. Skadel. Delario, yeah, I'm, I'm murking that up. Right. <laughs> oh but um, you know what? Put was, it in Google. What's, what's and her, see what's what her, Google says. What's her first name? Uh, her first name is Kaya. K a y a. Sorry, it's probably Kaya. But even if it's okay. Kaya, it's Kaya or Kaya. We'll just, we'll just call her Kaya S. Kaya S. Uh, she's mainly known for the Maze Runner series, and also she was in the 2017 Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Oh. Um. Let's see here. Chris Redfield mm-hmm. is going to be played by Robbie Amell. Um. I know him from uh like the Flash. You know what I mean he. You mean and uh Legends of Tomorrow. You know I mean he was part I, of all that stuff. I know who he and is. And his cousin's actually Stephen Amell, who played Arrow in yep. obviously the Arrow show. Yeah. Uh, he was also in the movie Duff and um, Code Eight, which is actually a movie that that I think is on like uh, streaming. It's actually I actually heard it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, William Birkin, which was somebody that you brought up when you were talking about Wesker, that's being played by Neil McDonough, which is another guy from um uh, fr- from the Arrowverse. Uh, he played um, Tim Dum Dum Dugan in the um, in Captain America. Uh, okay. He was also the Minority Report and um, and a few other things like Boomtown and Timeline. And then the last one that I have, who's going to be Leon, is being played by somebody named um, Avon Jagia. And he's been in uh, he was in Zombieland, Double Tap. He was in Shaft. Um, and he was in a movie called Now Apocalypse, which came out last year. So that's what we have. For the for the for the main roles, for the new uh, Resident Evil movie, and sounds promising. I'm ex- I'm excited for that because I mean I don't I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I really did not enjoy any of the original Resident Evil movies at all. Okay, so the is there a synopsis of what this movie's? I have about? N- no, I have nothing. Nothing. No. If this if this even comes close, fifty like fifty percent closer to the games than the original one did, it's then it's already, a bonus. It's yeah. being directed by a man named Johannes Roberts. Uh, he directed Forty Seven Meters Down. Um, he directed Dark Hunters, Storage Twenty Four, uh, which is some of his um, just some of the things that he has. Uh, Hellbleeder. If you look at Wes's face. He's like, I don't know who this guy no, is. Well, no, I just look, man. It's, I mean, I mean, look. Some of them are short films. Some of them are like miniseries for TV. You know, what I mean, it's just, I mean, like yeah. 47, 47 meters down was probably the biggest thing that he's had so far. Yeah. But yeah, man. So yeah, we don't have a synopsis on this yet, which I mean, that part sucks. But I'm, I'm keeping. It I'm game for it because yeah. yeah, dude. Like, it ended up being with the old series that it was just, it was just shit. You know what I mean? Like the the first movie wasn't bad because because I mean I mean you had you mean you had the hive and you mean you're under the mansion all that type of shit. I mean, I mean so you had a little bit of a feel. Even the second movie you still had a little bit of a feel because you were in Raccoon City and everything else like that. Everything else afterward, you know, when you bring in like <laughs> Ali Lauder and you mean like it just it didn't pay off. She played what she played Claire, Ali no. Lauder. Yeah, she did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it just when you have there's cer- certain games where you have to stay 
very, very close to the source material, and I feel like Resident Evil is one of those. Yeah, they just they get in those that. in those other yeah, I mean, in those sure. movies that they had. I, mean, like, I honestly think there's like six or seven of them. You know, that they fucking I, made. I lost count I'm, after I'm, two. I'm almost guaranteed there's like six. Like they're just cult, go look at your collection. Like they're <laughs> like they're <laughs> cult classics, and those Mortal Kombat movies. We know how Alex feels about one of them, but. That like there's Mortal Kombat Annihilation doesn't exist, but there's no there's neither no, of them really exist. But, but there's no it, it, let's time, be honest. But here. there's no time that you're watching one of those movies that you didn't go, oh shit, this is my video game directly in front of me. Yeah, that would be Resident great Evil didn't have that at all. No, well, no. like not at all. So which yeah. kind of sucks. Oh no, absolutely. Because like I remember, I remember when I first saw the previews for the first Resident Evil movie, I was like, oh, "This could be so good." And then I saw it, and I was like, "This was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> this was so not what I thought it was gonna be." No, nah, I mean, I mean, you start off going, "Oh, it's the chick from Fifth Element." You mean just yeah, you're like, getting real excited. Yeah, about as soon everything. as I saw her, too, I was like, "This could be really good. Like, this has potential." No, it doesn't. No, it didn't have potential not at all. So that's what we got in Heroes and Villains, y'all. Um, yeah, and, and this is something that we could definitely revisit and do a part two if we wanted to, because there, you, you just jump two games ahead, and you have brand new Nemesis. Gears and Bills. You got Nemesis, you have Claire, yep. Leon, so that's easily... I mean, even with, I mean, even with four, give me, give me, cause, I mean, cause, I mean, four... Well, four has Leon as well. But well, yeah, but, but I'm saying four, give me four, you're in, give me, you're in that African, or not... So you that, know what? Not African, you're in the, um, Mexi- Mexico or something. Yeah, yeah, you're in that, you're in that one town. Give so me, here we it's go. completely different. Check it out. We're gonna have... We'll collectively talk about it a little bit, but why don't we have a poll for our next heroes and villains? I mean, shit, that's how we used to do it. Right, that so we'll do a we poll it. for our next heroes and villains. We'll either put it up for a revisit for number two for Resident Evil, or how about you think about this? Silent Hill. It's a great idea. It keeps S- with the horror theme for simple, October. Simple answer. All right, yeah. so there you go, everybody. And and that's a we'll answer. put a poll out for uh, uh, a revisit for this, for the new heroes and villains, for the... Up, for the Ah, well, the newer heroes and villains, I guess you could say, in the series of Resident Evil, or yep. we'll uh, we'll we'll see what we got with uh, Silent Hill. You let us know. You ha- you are the deciding factor in what we'll do. Hell yeah! Yeah, how's that? Sounds good. Hell yeah! I like these episodes. <laughs> They're fun. <laughs> yeah, because I learned stuff that I didn't that I really didn't know. As much of a fan of Resident Evil as I am. Like I didn't. Well, know you're that, definitely I the biggest fan here. I didn't know that Chris yeah. was in the Air Force. I didn't either until I read about. it. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, and I had no idea <laughs> behind. Like all the stuff that you said about Jill, as far as like not overly sexualizing her and stuff like that, like that's I, I, I was really happy when I saw that because I was because I'm like, I'm like I get it now. I mean I get like because look we said before you mean put them on their merit. You know what I mean? And I mean and Jill, you are basing her off of her merit. I mean look, she is. I mean obviously I mean she is a very pretty I mean pretty character that they went ahead and created, but they didn't go ahead and like give her the ginormous breasts. You know what I mean with the with the real tiny waistline to go ahead and look like just yeah. You know I mean, it means where the physics of the body makes no fucking sense. And yeah. you got to think that Mikami had to be pretty close to at the forefront of that back then because you look at a lot of the games that were back then. You had Tomb Raider, which granted graphics weren't all great. She's in short shorts and you know big ass titties again, and Street Fighter with Chun Li and, and all boobs. that stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. So yeah, I mean that's that's pretty dope to be yeah. kind of like a pioneer in that respect. I agree. So, it's been two weeks since we've said anything about what we are playing. What you got? 
Oh, I guess we start. <laughs> guess we start we with me. We just went over this. Yeah, I figured. I figured Wes was gonna start, but I guess I will. I just got done doing the whole thing. I'm not gonna start. I did the whole thing, so I'm not gonna do another thing. <laughs> uh, no. So uh, I think I, I think I talked about it two weeks ago. <laughs> but um, so I've been playing uh, Pokemon Ultra Sun. You know, it's a perfect little handheld. Hell yeah, dude. And uh, I I've already I've already beaten the game. And Not surprised. I, yeah, I'm literally just kind of going through now and and finishing up the Pokedex, catching all the legendaries and and um, um, game specific Pokemon that I can. That's that game still has the GTS, which is the global trading system in it. Oh, so good. Yeah, so good. Um, so whatever, obviously, I can't find. You know, I'm putting it out on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm looking for people that want to trade. I'm depositing Pokemon and shit like that. And and most most of the time. I think I ran into one instance where, like, I wanted a certain one, and this guy was like, "I'm gonna give you a wheel." <laughs> I was like, "Is that, where you, is that where you have like the wonder trades where you don't know what you're getting back?" You, so you right? can do That's surprise trades. Surprise trades. I love those. I so love you have three different. So, much. so so you have three. You have the the wonder trades or the or the the link. The, the, you have the wonder trades. Uh, the GTS, which is a global trading system, where you basically go on. You can search for a certain type of Pokemon yeah. that you need, and then it'll come up with a list of people that have those. Uh, that they have deposited, and then it'll list like what they're looking for. Yeah. Um, and then you have the link trade, where basically you go over the internet and you can link up with somebody, and just uh, it's an actual like live trade. Um, so I've been doing all that. It's it's been awesome. Uh, my daughter's been sitting with me as I've been playing. Schooler. Schooler. the ropes. Schooler in the art of Pokemon, and she's been loving every part of it. So that makes me a proud father, and I love it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So yeah, what so Pokemon cool. game are we going to get to? We talk about this all the time where you can finally <clears throat> rename Pokemon that you get via trade. Never. That I'm telling you right so now, nice. no, it's, it's not going to happen. I think it's 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 one of the things that they've that they've always done since the beginning. <laughs> one of it's my like, screw it's never going to happen. Biggest pet peeve one of that? my best Pokemon in Shield is from like Japan, I think. And you mean and it has the characters. There. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, one of the best Pokemon uh, I picked Cin- up. Cinderace, I believe it is. The you mean the rabbit? Yeah. Yeah, one of the one of the best ones version. that I have gotten in this. His name's your butt, <laughs> and I know for a fact that was a little kid. I know, I know for a fact that was like a that was like a that was like a nine to thirteen year old who was like, ha, I'm gonna name it your butt. And whoever Some, gets it is somebody be, went to the renamer, named it, and then yeah, it your, off. your butt used mudshot. Yeah, and the, <laughs> you know what? Does it? No, no, uh, mud bombs. But but no. It, it was like your butt used dark pulse. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's uh, uh-uh. no, we got, uh, we can't use that. We're hitting a level, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> now sending out your butt. What? <laughs> like, that's I'm fine. good. I parked his ass in box one, and he's staying there. <laughs> I will say though, real quick, talking about Pokemon, that uh, there was um, there was a drop for the new release for uh, the Sword and Shield, uh, the new Crown DLCs. Tundra, the new yeah, the new the, the when second did they DLC. come out. October twenty second. Oh, are you serious? So yeah. I have okay. I have to finish the other DLC, <laughs> which I haven't even started yet. Yeah, I haven't gotten back into it, but but it's been a lot of fun. You know what I mean? What I've done with it so far. So oh my God. games are so good. Oh, what I was know. the first Pokemon you ever had at level hundred? Mewtwo. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but that was. I don't think I've ever gotten any to hundred. Actually, that was that was going all the way back to Pokemon Red. Oh Damn. yeah, mine was mine yeah. was in the next generation. I had a level one hundred for alligator. Mm. It's the only one I've ever 
like grinded to get to Damn. 100. Yeah, I've never done that. I've just always just picked up other shit and just. Yeah. And that's oh, still to this day the only one I've ever had. Oh man. You Aside gotta... from getting one in, in a trade, but that's the only one that I actively worked to. Yeah. So awesome. So awesome. All right, so um, Wes, what are you playing? Uh, <laughs> last week I I jumped a little bit, obviously into our Freaky Friday. I was able to play a little more Aliens. Um, that was fun. I went ahead. Uh, did, you, did you make it any further? I, yeah, or I made it a another, lot further. Was it another Friday brought to you by? I no, haven't had a fri- it, no. I've had a Friday brought to you by my locker in probably about three weeks. <laughs> my locker, I like it. <laughs> probably, probably. I mean, like, like as a day of recording, I didn't, re- I, I didn't play this in this previous Friday because yeah. I had my friends' kids over for a sleepover. Awesome. Was it for for me? Yeah, because <laughs> I got was to say hi to them. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they but woke was up. Was it at, though? They woke up at five a.m. It, uh, I am, I am absolutely wiped right now. But um, meh, meh. Uh, <laughs> I haven't played any. Well, I've been farming a little bit on on uh, Borderlands. That's that, that, that's only fucking around. That's that's only just just doing something just to do something. Yeah, that's fair. But I have you know you I play Pokemon instead. I really can. <laughs> so. I have been getting back into God of War, <sighs> and that's been a lot of fun. Right now I'm in Allheim, so I'm I'm you trying can. to go ahead and explain. I I've already beaten the game, but uh, explain. Yeah. I love seeing other people's reactions. Well, no, I haven't so, played it yet. Don't just don't ruin nothing for ruin me. Ruin no, well, no. So I mean, you're I mean, you're dealing with Norse. You mean, you yeah. mean, you mean Norse style mythology. mythology so yeah. you mean, so you're dealing with uh, you mean the multi realm of you mean of like the, of the nine worlds. Oh, yeah. so good. And um and one of the first ones you go to, you mean besides obviously you're from Midgard. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what Earth is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the first one you go to is Alheim, uh, and that's where I'm at right now. So you're dealing with like dark elves and stuff like that. And I mean, it's it's fucking incredible. The dark elves remind me of um of the of the little the flying dudes and uh and the fuck was it uh justice league you know i mean them them aliens mm. it, it, it honestly it, it's, it's really remind, reminds me of but out. um i just got um i just got the the, the light arrows oh you know I mean? yep you know, you mean for my kid yeah and it's just it is so much fun and then like you hit these moments with um with kratos and you're just like Wow, you're kind of a dick. And then you go ahead, and, and but then he and has then you like hit his... other spots to where you're like, oh, bro. So. I'm t- I'm not. So when I first played that game, so I played that game and beat that game while I was deployed. Luckily enough, I had you know, I had s- sourced myself a TV and a PlayStation while I was out there. Got to play the game, and there were there. Because you're not that far into it. And I don't know. I don't no, want to ruin, I am, I'm not going to ruin anything. Very, for you. very early on. Once you get halfway and deeper into the story, this game is going to punch you straight, like straight in the feels. You are going, because you're just like all three of us. We're all exactly the same. When you get into games, the story matters, right? Somebody I'm, look, f- I'm looking for the other person over here. <laughs> Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> just like all three of us. I'm like, oh shit. One, two, three. All three. Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. You think you could shush that out of me? <laughs> you don't know me very well. Shh, don't, don't get him. Fuck you. I'm getting him. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, figured you would. I just figured I'd, we <laughs> I get figured I'd t- push the process by, by making it more well known what's happening. <laughs> I just made it really awkward. <laughs> it would have been nice if you had done that. I'd be like, oh, I see what I did there. No, you just let me fucking ramble on. Yeah. Anyway, that game is going to fucking punch you in the face. Yeah, field. like I said, dude, I'm, I'm only in Allheim right now, so I, I know I have much it more gets, to go. Yeah, it gets insane. Do you When you play that game, do you wear your headphones too? Uh, currently, no. Highly recommend. You're going to want, you're going to definitely want to, because there's going to be times you're definitely going to want them. Trust me. Okay. Just, 
play the game with the headphones if you can. <laughs> My man knew he was about to ruin something, so he's like, "You're definitely gonna want it for the. Mm, you're just, just gonna want. Yeah, you're gonna, yeah. gonna want them. You're gonna want them. Yeah, trust me. Yeah, but I mean, that's <clears throat> besides playing Fall Guys with my uh, Fall Guys crew. That's it. Yeah, such a good game. Fall Guys season two came out, and it is a fucking blast, dude. It is. It is wild. Yeah. Yeah. Please buy it. Our, Please wow. Buy it. You see, <laughs> he was. You said you, said you were going <laughs> this motherfucker to. motherfucker was like. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't either. Such a change in character. I can't he even was do it. So happy, smiling. This motherfucker went. Leave me. Please buy it. Having you as a part of the squad would be would be awesome. That's that, all right. That's what I mean by it. All right. You guys play on a PlayStation, right? Yeah. All right. Deal. Done. All right. I think I can make it work. What you got, Andy? He's oh. still thinking. Look at him. Oh, He's like, I don't know. No. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck just happened? We have done like 50 to 60 episodes, I'm pretty sure. That is the worst I have ever started a section of anything that I was about to say. I normally have a good segue. I have something to say. So I'm just like, so. So so here's what I have. So I was playing a game the other day. So I knew you were going (laughs) to. So I was on my PlayStation the other day. I've been balls deep in Last of Us Part 2. Yeah, boy. Balls deep. And I want to do this without giving anything away. Mm-hmm. First thought, right out the gate, and we've touched on this before, and I want to touch on it again. It is so goddamn cool to be playing as a member of the LGBTQ community, like wide open, like no, like maybe she, like just it's in She's your there. face yeah. and that and that's it. And it's really fucking cool. And it's an awesome part of the game. Like there's like that element of it, like that the relationship that she's in is a big part of it so it's kind of mm. cool to see that unfold as, as you play the rest of the game but it's it's super dope because you don't get it enough i can't think of another game we've ever had it actually like that where it's that <clears throat> yeah we talked about that we talked about during i mean during the representation episode yeah that that's great but that's you know that's that's just part of it but you know i've seen people talk about i, I the bulk of people say how great the game is and how great the story is there there are a few people that think that it was a little drawn out but i've been loving every single minute of it not one part feels forced or overly drawn out or like why am i still here why am i still doing this like everything seems you know pretty great i love the there's so many options of you know branching skill trees that you get to work on and upgrading guns and stuff like that and um where i'm at right now i'm probably 10 probably like 10 hours in i believe the run t- i believe the run time i think they said for if you're someone like me who looks for everything first yeah about 30 hours which is great for a campaign yeah. Yeah, right because it's not nece- it's really not an rpg it's more of like a survival adventure game really like it has yeah. some rpg elements in it okay but cool it's about it's about 30 hours they say you can beat it you know in around 20 if you know you fly through stuff it's not like a side quest, main quest type of thing. You just have one goal and there's a bunch of different ways you can go about it. But they do a great mix of stealth com- stealth combat is is the biggest, you know, the biggest part of yeah. it if, if you want to do it that way. And they've, you know, they I don't believe they had it in the first game, but they've added in the ability to go prone in this game so you can go under cars. Well, no, they, they like did that. it because remember when you and I were playing the first one, that was one of our largest complaints yeah well, in was, any game these days where i have a gun or anything like that like i want to be able to like lay, lay down ground. yeah when i was game. watching the spaghetti boys play i mean when they when they streamed it uh yeah that was that was actually one of the things jacob was talking about the fact that you couldn't go prone 
Yeah. yeah it's but like the biggest thing. They fixed that in the second one. I've talked about this before about how friendly the cover system is that there is no button for it as long as you're crouched and walking next to something she will Automatic. automatically it's just like, make it's like sure an auto cover system yeah but it's not That's one cool. of, it's not one no, no, of the, no it's not one of those things where like you go next to it and, and it locks it'll, it'll you, like in. It like, you in it like you no. have free movement wherever you want to go okay that's cool you know which which that. is really cool when you when you get a little further in and there's you know different like elements with like animals and stuff like that you know if you stay in one place too long they'll pick up on your scent so you have to keep moving and trying to figure out where the next place is that you want to go there's a great mix of you know rural areas and and these crazy like so a game represented by my locker wouldn't work very well huh no i guess not no there is no (laughs) no it def it definitely wouldn't but like one thing and and this doesn't ruin anything because you could do this uh, you could do this in the first game, and it's been so long since I've done it. I ran into a situation where I was in a place with two different threats. There was a shitload of people with guns, and then there was a shitload of, they're called clickers. They're the stage, th- yeah, they sound like, I thought that was you for a second. I was looking directly at this man. I didn't think it was him. They're, uh, I believe they're stage three, and that's when they're, you know, they have no sight, but their hearing is bananas, right? Superhuman. Absolutely superhuman. You you even have to. You can't even like you know how normally you run and then you can like sneak. You can't even just sneak to them. You have to go into sneak and then sneak slowly, so to make to make sure that they don't hear you. But hmm. there was a bunch of them and there was a bunch of dudes with guns. I looked on the side of me and I was like, "There's a bottle over there." So I just took a bottle, launched that thing across the room and just watched this wave of clickers just go and maul all these people with guns. <laughs> It was uh, nice. It was pretty dope to see, but the story is great. It keeps you engaged every single step of the way. There's not one moment that feels like I'm just slugging through it just to get through it. Hmm. Like everything makes me excited to play the next part. That's good. That's awesome. And the next part. It's one of those games you can easily pick up and then all of a sudden, you know, you pick it up at one o'clock and then you're just like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) I love that. So yeah, that's that's the most I'm comfortable with saying before I abs- accidentally like slip up and say something vital that I that I don't want to. Yeah, that's fair. Hell but, yeah, yeah, it's been great. That's act. I'm going. I will be playing it tonight as soon as my wife goes to bed. Nice, nice thing. I'm 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 jumping back into God of War today, and I'm I'm probably gonna stick with that most. Well, we got crib training happening this week coming up. Oh, so I and I'm off. You I mean I'm off work? So and this is gonna absolutely suck. So. I, I God the, of War will make you happy. I brought the PlayStation upstairs up, up to the main floor, so that way I can go is ahead and play. Is it up to main floor living room, or is it up to main floor bedroom where you can... Blaine. Main floor living room. Hell yeah. Attaboy. That's going to be cool. Oh, I'm, I'm, excited. I'm excited for it, man. I'm, I'm definitely pumped. All right, so that's the episode we got. Heroes and Villains, a little bit of what are we playing. Dropped in a little bit of news, too. Just kind of gave it a little pinch of everything. Hell yeah, I like it. So, uh, Ant. Tell them where they can find us. What's up, bro? Sorry, it was me rewinding. Uh, it's time to connect with us at CGC. <laughs> Boy, that was a kerfuffle. Uh, you can check us out at uh, Console Crew, which is our Twitter account. Uh, we have our www, um, which is www.consolegamingcrew.com. It is uh, connected to our Gmail, which is consolegamingcrew at gmail.com. We have our YouTube channel, which our um, our uh, podcasts are now streamed there as well. Yep. Uh, we slowly bring out content uh, video related as well. Um, I'm thinking, hopefully, in the coming months, when the when the consoles start to uh, once we have possession of our consoles, I think maybe I think Wes and I talked about yep. this when we're Andy wasn't unbox. here. We're going to definitely do some unboxing. 
Um, so that's kind of that's kind of cool. So look forward to that. I am so excited. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, and that is Console Gaming Crew. So you can check us out there. I have already subscribed to our own channel. Uh, I know it's silly, but oh, so have I. but I like to it's see not silly at all. I like to see the silly. I like to see the fun content that we produce uh, video wise as well. Um, and then you have our uh, Instagram, which is Console Gaming Crew. And last but not least, we have our Facebook. Again, uh, we do have a Facebook. You you can check us out there too. Uh, yeah, that I, is Console Gaming Crew. Episodes are dropped there, but I mean that's that's pretty much where it, where it ends. But yeah, but we do have Facebook. <laughs> and on to our Twitch. Uh, we do all have a Twitch. Wes is our goat. Wes is our. He's actually the goat right now, for sure. He's our guy. He is our guy. Working hard, man. Hey, you you put out some good content, so let's just leave it Thank there. I, I like what you do. Uh, and his is Dragon underscore CGC. We have Andrew, which is uh, Scooby CGC, and then we have myself, which is CGC underscore Squishy Soprano. Uh, so that that's where you can check us out. So uh, please do drop us a line. Let us know how we're doing. If we mess up and you want to correct us, those are all the areas you can do it, and we'd yeah. be happy to hear from you. And you can also let everybody know what you think about us on Podchaser and Apple Podcasts. And? And Amazon Music. Bro, so legit. I saw that the other day. So excited. We are now on Amazon Music, part of Amazon's podcast. I love every part of it. So, yes, if you are a big Amazon person, you don't like anything Apple-related, you could check us out on Amazon, too. Yeah. So, I'm actually I'm, I'm actually gonna work on Pandora next. I like it. I like it. So soon you will be able to find us anywhere. Everywhere. We will always be in your ear. <laughs> I mean, All right, want. y'all. So stay safe. Wash your hands. And as always, game on. Game on, y'all. <laughs>